0: Yo, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, so I just got home a little while ago from getting my second uh, COVID vaccine shot. So I'm all Pfizered up, dude. Pfizer boy over here. Yeah, so if anything sounds weird, you know, weird... Weirder than I normally am. <laughs> uh, it's probably because of that. I feel fine, but maybe I'm... Um, weird anyway uh only played in one game this week that I want to talk about it was my rat Hack game and it was super fun had a great time and then I got a couple call-ins from the amazing Jason and the totally awesome uh Barney so let's get to those but before that let's talk about let's talk about the game should we talk about the game some let's talk about the game all right let's talk about it I recorded this part this next part Earlier today, and I thought I was having microphone problems, but I don't know if I really was. (laughs) So let's deal with that. All right, so it seems I have completely destroyed the microphone on my earbuds because (laughs) because I wear them when I work out. Yep, I've been working out lately. Like, hard workouts for me, you know, full, full body sweat inducing workouts. And I am a big sweaty boy. Uh, my family on my dad's side are, we are sweaty folk. <laughs> and yeah, apparently, because I listen to music when I work out, um, I've destroyed the microphone. It's all messed up. So I got a new one coming. But Until then, I'm just recording straight into my phone. So hopefully it doesn't sound terrible. Anyway, I only had one game this week, which is uh, the Rat Hack, my modified Pathfinder game. The mini campaign that I've been running. We're coming into the final three or four sessions. Starting to come to a head. And I'm going to run that in about an hour or so. So I wanted to hop on here first because I've been thinking, you know... Wondering what the party's going to do, where they're going to go. Last session, they just got their uh, fourth level, and I gave them their first mythic tier, which, like I talked about, it's sort of like a level, but there are less choices. But those choices are gnarlier. (laughs) They let you do way crazier stuff. It's super fun. I love it. So I threw it in there. And yeah, so I was just wondering where they're going to go, which got me thinking about how as dungeon masters, we can spend we do spend. At least me, I spend a lot more time thinking about the game than my players do because I know personally as a player, I don't think about the game all that much in between sessions. Uh for instance, like the Rise of the Rune Lords game that I played in, we took a two maybe three week break just cuz of scheduling and stuff and I don't think I thought about that game at all in between (laughs) in between sessions but as a dungeon master i think about the games that i'm running at least a little bit every single day plus i can look back at my notes plus i know what's going on in my brain and the players don't and yeah 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 the players can take notes too but you know when you're in the thick of things when you're Gaming, when you're role-playing, when shit's going on, it can be tricky to take notes. I know personally, I am a pretty poor note-taker as a player. And I absolutely admire those players that take awesome notes because it's just like, crap, (laughs) yeah, that's not my jam. So, you know, got me thinking about plot threads. And when time passes between plot threads getting brought up and in the nature of how those threads got brought up, what what will the party choose? Where do they go? And normally, and not even now, it's a big deal. I'm ready for whatever. But because we're playing online and because I'm running it and we're using Pathfinder, I feel Pathfinder really benefits from having the full maps and minis set up If you're playing online on Roll20, you know, when I'm playing at the table in person, uh, I'm much more theater of the mind and the minis don't, I, there's always a huge battle mat, uh, square grid battle mat laid out on the table. When we play, oftentimes there's nothing on it. Sometimes I will, uh, before the group shows up, I will lay down on the floor, put my face right on top of the map and try and sketch out a little dungeon design and figure that out. But, you know, once the minis hit the table in person, I I have to then try and keep all of their locations in my mind <laughs> cuz i can't see what the fuck is going on and i got to be like okay this bad guy moves up 10 feet and hits and they're like well no i moved over here and it's like fuck but with playing online i i, I don't have that problem anymore i've traded that problems for other problems <laughs> other issues but such as such as life but so yeah like cuz the way i see it the party has sort of two main plot threads that have come up but they've come up in a sort of in a sort of subtle way so i just don't know what they're going to do cuz i think they could either examine that fairy tale some more because it has come up in conversation but not in terms of how it might relate to what they're actually up to cuz i think for me there's a pretty big pretty big signal word in there that ties to what's going on in the fairy tale but like i said it hasn't come up much so will they go that route or a couple sessions ago they the party had the the seer the oracle that they went to uh, speak with read this note they had found on springheeled jack and the note had talked about that the rippers had infiltrated some sort of monsters into northwatch which is the party's home base and I think it might have been Rosie who was like, oh, was it those kids we rescued? Was Were they the monsters? And it's like, I don't know. But that was a couple sessions ago, and it didn't get made a big deal out of. So do they go check that out? Or will they do what they're probably going to do, which is something totally different, which is awesome. Because when you get four sharp minds together, and I will have four players this week. That's four times the brain power that I have. So, yeah, who knows what they're going to do. I'm excited to see. I wanted to record this in advance, uh, throw this out there, and then I'll record the next bit after the game. So I'll catch you on the other side. And here I was worried that they might not pick up on some plot threads. They picked up on all of them. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. Um. I didn't even have to drop many hints. They got everything, you know, after a good amount of discussion, they were talking about how they needed to find out about this fairy tale and how the crooked stream led to a doorway. And maybe that's related to doorway cave. Uh, so that stream and tree might be really important to find. Also, they were like, oh, shit, we can't just go off gallivanting to save the world we might have just introduced monsters into Northwatch. So that's where the party decided to go first. They wanted to go make sure their home base was secure. So they go back to Northwatch and uh, they go to find Timmins, the hero, the hero of the town, who in the first Ripper incursion ended up, because of the luck of the dice, just murdering a ton of Rippers, just killing everybody. Plus, he lived uh, where the other guard just got super killed to death hard but yeah so they go to find Timmons because Timmins knew these children that the party had rescued a few sessions ago because um, the party didn't know them none of them are from Northwatch they just found these two kids and the kids were like we're from Northwatch uh, which ostensibly they were so Timmins is like oh yeah they're the Weber kids you know, they live with their folks just right out of town. You 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 won't miss it. It's super easy to find. Uh Go, go check them out. And by now it's nighttime. It's dark. So the party's like, yeah, we go. Uh, I was like, cool, yeah, sweet. Uh Boom, battle map. <laughs> Here's the outside of the cabin. Here's where you guys are. What do you do? What do you guys do? So there's a bunch of discussion, a whole bunch of talk about what to do. Marcin, the rogue, ends up sneaking up peering in a window and sees Ma and Paul Weber sitting in the living room in front of a fire having a lovely little domestic scene, a little conversation. Uh, Yeah. I think the wife and mother Kate was reading a book. Uh, Bill senior was darning some socks and they were just two regular folks. So after some more discussion, the party is like, okay, the plan is put the parents to sleep. We'll go into the house We'll touch the kids with a cold iron dagger. We won't murder the kids. We don't want to kill them. We just want to touch them with a cold iron dagger. What's the harm in that? No harm whatsoever. Go for it. So Lofay the Witch sneaks up there. Gets line of sight. Line of effect on these two. uh, On the two parents. And casts her sleep hex. And nada. Zip. Zero. Zilch. No effect. No effect at all. And... That's when Bill looked over at his wife. Kate is like, did you feel, did you feel something? Kate, did you feel that? And she's like, I thought I felt something. So Bill ends up going outside, walking out his front door. Is like, who the hell's out here? Who's messing around out here? Then he recognizes the party and is like, oh my Lord, you're the one who saved my children. Kate, Kate, put the kettle on. We got guests. We got honored guests. So they bring the party into the house. Kate has some leftover sweet rolls that she's now thrown back into the oven to warm up. The tea kettle is boiling away and it's a lovely quaint time before the party went in. They had talked about, uh, how they could concoct a story about maybe there was some sort of plague that the kids might've been exposed to. So Rosie's like, I'm a healer. I just want to check to see if your kids are infected. You know, that's what I do. Do you mind? And Kate, it's like, no, I don't, I don't mind. Just I'll, I'll show you the way. And Rosie's like, oh no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's like, okay, roll a diplomacy check. Not a great one. And Kate's like, no, no, no. I, I, I don't want a stranger going into my children's room while they're asleep by their, by herself. So I'm going to come with you. <laughs> totally sensible, nothing suspicious yet at all. And so Bill seniors in the kitchen, grabbing some sweet rolls and getting the tea ready Millie's sitting pretty close to him just kind of spying things out seeing what's going on and Millie was looking she did a sense motive check and rolled a nat 20 and I was like you see Bill senior get this real annoyed frustrated look in his eye when Rosie tries to get Kate not to go with her and so they're like "Uh oh so the party starts moving around Rosie goes in sees the kids asleep in their bed Walks up to the kids very quietly like a mouse. You don't want to wake the children. Uh, Kate tiptoeing behind her. Rosie goes to lay her healing hand on the small, innocent child's forehead. And as soon as she does, I go, as soon as you touch Sarah's forehead, which is the little girl's name, it crumples in like an empty sack. And you hear this ripping sound from behind you. And all of a sudden, Kate isn't there, her skin is puddled down by her feet and she's got these long claws and she's just all muscle and bone and sinew. Raw And Bill did that too, ripped out of his skin and the shit got wild there for a second. Those are two monsters called skin sealers. Basically their jam is they kill their victims and then afterwards they can wear their skin like a super disguise. And yeah, so what had happened was The initial children that they had rescued were already skin stealers. They had killed Sarah and Billy sometime before the party never found their remains or anything. And then the children had killed the parents and now they were wearing the parents skin. So basically the skin stealers just shed their skin like a snake of the children and left those in the bed to kind of be a disguise. And so the fight ensues. I'd also given the Skin Stealers some mythic abilities. This one ability called Dual Initiative, which I absolutely love. It gives the monster a plus 20 bonus to whatever their initiative already is. So I think the Skin Stealers have like a plus 5. Now they get a plus 25. Also, they get to go again in the same round at minus 20 of whatever their initiative was that they rolled. So now these two monsters get to go twice each, so four times. It basically doubles up the amount of monsters you have. It's awesome. I love the ability. Super fun. Super thematic because it's like they're so fast you can't even you can't even follow them. That's how fast they are. And the party had all of their sweet ass special abilities from their mythic tiers, and the fight gets going. Rock, boom, 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 boom eventually not after too long the party is triumphant but now now they're left with the decision what the hell do we do we have these two monster corpses we have two skin sacks of these children what the hell are we gonna do um and while they're discussing what to do Millie is searching around the house this quaint little farmhouse to see if there's anything of interest and I was like yeah cool When you search under the bed, you, you know, lift up the dust cover, whatever. And you see, you know, staring out from you like the skinless corpse of, you know, the original Kate. Their bodies had just been shoved under the bed. And uh, Millie freaks out. Woof! Boosh! Burning hands under the bed because she got scared. (laughs) I fucking love my players sometimes. So that lights the whole bed on fire. Then Millie casts Drench, basically create water to put the fire out. But now the apartment or the farmhouse is filling with smoke. And the party's still like, okay, what the hell do we do? So they decided to take the bodies back to town, cover them up in a blanket. And just, they told Timmons, okay, Timmons, you go summon up, you know, the important folks in town. We'll be here Come meet us there. And yeah, that's what happened. So all the Illuminaries from Northwatch started showing up. Watch Captain Matilda was there. High Priestess Potter, Nynaeve Potter, the High Priestess of the Church of Aramid, was there. Uh, Bloodfather Fintane, the High Priest of Pazuzu, was there. Mr. Walker was there. Um, And then... Finally, Watch Captain Matilda, if I didn't already say that, was there. And finally, someone they had never met before, Mayor Hastings, comes strolling in. And I hadn't introduced Mayor Hastings yet, so this was the first time I, get, I got to drop his picture on the party. And yeah, the picture I used for Mayor Hastings was of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from when he was in... it's a Game of Death? Jason, you'll know. What Bruce Lee movie is Kareem in? I think it's Game of Death. And it's just this badass picture of Kareem just posted up looking dope with these big sunglasses on and this cool little like mini kimono thing. Just looking awesome as all get out. Kareem rules. Um, But the party quickly discovers that the mayor is basically useless. You know, he grew up as an aristocrat, as a noble. He's never really done a whole lot. He's just got this position And the party is finally like, "Uh, Mayor, I think you're tired. (laughs) You know, I think it's time for you to go back to the mayoral mansion and get some rest. And he's like, oh, yeah, that that sounds all right. So he eventually leaves. And now it's just the important people. And they're like, Okay, what what in the fuck is going on? What are these things? What the hell is happening? And Bartholomew this whole time had been pretty adamant, like, we just got to tell them the truth. So the party basically lays it out on the table Here's the situation. We found these books. There's a thing called the Dark Magus who is coming. Um, His Ripper armies are preceding him. This has happened before. And when it happened last time, five heroes came forth to save the world. We think we're pretty sure we're those five this time. So fuck, (laughs) you know, shit. Good luck to everybody. Um and yeah, that's 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 what happened. Someone, I think it might have been Mr. Walker, I forget who, but someone made the mistake of asking Millie if she was a magician. Which Millie took affront to, as you should, as any good sorcerer would. You never want to get classified as a magician if you're a sorcerer. That shit comes from within, man. Uh, so... <laughs> so millie's like no way i'm magical boom and pops out her dancing light spell so now there's these like pinkish pulsing glow balls like in the corner of this room just thump 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 just pulsing. rosie's like oh yeah i'm magic too boom turns herself into a goddamn tree <laughs> So now in the middle of this room, you got a tree all of a sudden. You got these two glowing pulsing lights in the corners just fucking throbbing. And Bartholomew's like, well, I got magic powers now too. And using his magic item that he had just got, the golden lion pauldrons, summons these two shadowy lions that appear and start circling around the tree like they're hunting for prey. (laughs) And Mr. Walker is just like, all right, okay, so we're all magic. He snaps his fingers. Now all of a sudden there are eight Mr. Walkers and he bows to them like, it's it's nice that we have everything out there. And that's pretty much where they left it. Um, <clears throat> the party figured out uh, through some of Grandmother Lilith's researches that Gabriel, uh, from the story, from the fairy tale, the cracked and crooked old man, he was most likely from the village of Haven. And so his cracked and crooked house might be by Haven. Plus that's just a good place to start. If you're trying to find the places he found a good place to start might be where he started from. So next session, the party is heading to the town of Haven, but before they got on their way, Mr. Walker warned them, be careful. The witch hunters are in Haven and I think they're rooting out spell casters and so, yeah, the party's going to go and see what the witch hunters are all about. And that was it. We had to end a little early because I was getting my second COVID shot, which I got. I'm home. So if I sound kind of weird, uh, you know, weirder than normal, if that's at all possible, blame it on that. Blame it on my second vaccine shot. I feel fine. I feel totally fine. No sore arm or anything. Nice to have it done. That's awesome pumped on that but let's get into some calls now let's get into some goddamn phone calls jason what hey joe great episode good on you guys for saving those skanks and um yeah i I, yeah man the addition war stuff whatever if you're hating on something then go do that somewhere else if we're gonna have a discussion and do thought experiments i'm all for that uh, I'm just not not down for the hating anymore. So, It's all good, dude. I'm glad you enjoyed the Barbarian's Lemoria. And I will now try to think of something to top that for our next session. Take care. Keep up the great work. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. I mean, you don't need to top nothing, dude. It was a super fun session. Just keep it like that. That's awesome. What you need to do, what you got to think about doing, because it's coming soon. You got to start thinking about dark mysteries, Jason. You got to start thinking about it, man, because I need it. I've already gotten a few submissions. I need a few more. Who wants to be rich? Fuck being rich. Who wants to save the world? I know you do. I know you. I mean, how are you going to defeat communism? Dark mysteries, that's how. That's goddamn how. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, dude. No, I know we're all good. I know we just like poking at each other because it's fun. And it is, and it is, but dark mysteries. All right, Barney's next. Hey Joe, that League of Eternal Guardians actual play on Andy's Grizzly Peaks Radio TPK. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can't take credit for it exactly because they activated an archaic nuclear bomb, basically, which just killed everyone, pretty much. Uh, So I can't really take credit for that, but I did put the bomb there. Uh, So they did. And that was that. I knew someone was going to call, like, but no, we TPK'd in an AP. I know, I know, it can happen, and it did happen. So yes, yes, it can. But... That's that's really not the important thing, Barney. That's not the important thing at all. What's important is dark mysteries, my friend. That is what's important. Saving the world. Curing all of this life's problems. Creating darkly-themed theme parks around the world, man. Get on board. Get on board with Dark Mysteries. Well, this is it. That's it. Just the one game to talk about this week, plus those awesome calls. So thank you so much to Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast and to Barney of Loco Ludus. Go check out those shows because they're awesome. Barney's a cool dude with interesting stuff to say, who's also a great game designer. Uh, Jason is a cool dude with interesting stuff to say, who talks about movies and stuff a lot. It's awesome. Go check their shows out if you're not already, which I'm sure you are. Anyway, so that's it. I mean, the only thing left to talk about now is really the only thing we're talking about at all, which is Dark Mysteries. This is my 190th episode, folks. That means there's only nine episodes left for you to become part of what will end up being the single greatest event in human history and trust me when i say this i understand how scary it can be this kind of life shifting paradigm shifting world changing event they're they're terrifying but you must be bold for the sake of Of humanity 400 words or less No more than 400 words Due by my 199th episode It could be written or read But again, no more than 400 words Must have a twist Must be a little dark And yeah, I am I am here I use me as your beacon. I made it through the soul crushing fear of facing dark mysteries and realizing its potential. And now we have it. And we can take it if we're bold, if we're true, and if we're dark enough we can save the world. So until next time, peace out.